Hey y'all, welcome to a midweek update of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I am AJ Vander Tunt. I don't know why I said it that way. I have no idea why I said it that way. And I said it that way to try and make some convenience or something out of it. And I don't think it really worked. But out of all of that and my mindless rambling, if you enjoy the show, please feel free to follow us on all of the social medias at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. And if you would like, you can send me an email if you'd like to interact with the show at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G as in gay, B as in black, B as in boy, at gmail.com. Feel free to do so. You have unlimited curse words today because you know what, y'all? Today is one of those days and it's a midweek check-in for a reason. I am ready to sell the entire world, fuck you. Take it up the butt with no lube and sandpaper. Fuck you, world. Today has been a long day. <laughs> and I am surprised I am standing through it without shedding a tear right now. But all of that being said, I'm not going to leave you with just some negativity. I want to talk to you about something that somebody said to me that I really appreciate today. Life is what you make it. No matter what happens, it can suck. It can blow. You can hate every fucking moment of it. But you still have to get up and look the day in the face. Those were those words. And uh, I appreciate that more than anything because it's so, so true. Life is what we make it. Life is where we go, life is what we do, and life is how we look at the things and tasks and issues and hurdles and obstacles and fuck-face people that are placed in front of us every day. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. Sometimes you don't want to get up. Sometimes you don't want to look at people. Sometimes you don't want to take that first step out of your door. And I said it before, y'all, and I'll say it again because it really, really means something to me. It is a scary business stepping out of your front door. And if you don't keep your feet, there's no telling where you'll be swept off to. And the same thing goes when you get into a rut, when you get into a funk. Maybe you're just angry and upset and you don't know how to process the feelings. Or maybe you're like me, you have seasonal depression and when the sun goes away, the whole world just looks like a whole fucked up skeleton with baloney attached to it instead of flesh. Maybe it's all those different things. Maybe it's none of those things. Maybe you could be a person who is perfectly fine and content in your life. That's okay. Doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum of it. Emotions are emotions and sometimes they really fuck us up and sometimes they make us feel wonderful. But all of that being said and all of the things that are happening around me and my world, I hope that all of you are having a great day and maybe something I'm saying is going to touch somebody and I have no idea why I'm saying it. But I got some treats for you this week. So the first treat you're going to check out the new episode of The Anything Show with John Francois and DJ Jassy Jack is on it from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and then also the Bel-Air podcast for the new iteration of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air just called Bel-Air. Um, amazing man. He's so awesome. And I only wish that I got to speak to him too. But John, he nailed the fucking interview and the shit is fire. Um, the other part of this, on Saturday, March 5th, 
March 4th or 5th, whichever one it is, I finally get to go to my first concert and see Miss Dua Lipa in action. So, you know, I'm going to steal a little snippet from the concert. I'm definitely going to give you all a little taste and sample of it in the next episode of the podcast, just so you can enjoy it. Um, But the last thing, and this is probably one of the biggest things that I've been working on for a while. A lot of people have seen certain social medias that I have where I like to go to nudist beaches, nudist vacation spots, clothing optional parks. I love it. It's always fun. And I'm going to take on the moniker of a nudist today because I do like being nude and nudity is free. So I'm going to have a very special guest. His name is Dre Antar. He is the founder of a group called Naked on Arrival. And it's a group for nudist people of color to come together and represent ourselves in a nudist space. Great conversation that we had. It was a great time. I really enjoyed it. That's going to be available to y'all this coming Saturday. And I really hope you enjoy it. All right. So I'm going to step out the way. We're going to start the anything show. But y'all, if you're having a hard time, remember this. There is always the next minute. There's always the next minute. When I say there's always the next minute, shit could be burning down and going crazy for the last 30 minutes. But maybe in this next minute, you get that one spark of joy. Hold on to that spark. Foster that hoe. Put it on some Fashion Nova or some terrible clothes that you have. Ignite a flame and your positivity can go through the roof. So I'm going to leave y'all with that and I'll talk to you in a few days. From Vermont to upstate New York, this is The Anything Show with John Francois, featuring Andrew Vanderton of the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy podcast. Now, here's that John guy. Let's go. You know, Monday, no, I'm sorry, Sunday, February 27th, as we record this. Oh my God, Andrew, we're going into March already. Doesn't it seem like yesterday we had the new year starting? What the hell is going on? I know. Now the March angriness starts. I'm excited. Oh, this is where people like kill each other in March for no reason? No, it's when they throw the basketball, the tournament. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Basketball, March Madness. That's still a thing. I'm sorry. I know I should know that because I'm black and Andrew's black. But, you know, sometimes that just slips over our head, you know? Oh, we have a great show. Hey, me in Colchester, Vermont, Andrew in Rochester, New York. This is the Anything Show. Coming up later on, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh, my God. I interviewed the one and only DJ Jazzy Jeff, Andrew. Will Smith's... I know! Will Smith's right-hand man in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and also in real life as part of the rap trio DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff is actually the co-host of the official podcast dedicated to the Bel-Air reboot on Peacock. Have you seen that reboot yet, Andrew? I love it. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I haven't seen it yet. And I interviewed him. So that's that that looks bad on my part. <laughs> he's, well, he's, whatever he's contributing, he's an amazing job. It's an amazing show. I love it. All right. Coming up as well. Oh, my God. A great show for the black community. Joe Morton and Tracy Moore, hosts of the new Crackle series Inside the Black Box. Andrew, if you've ever seen uh, Inside the Actor Studio, uh, basically think of that 
but a black version and on steroids. It's really, really good. It's like a mixture of like a black master acting class. And also you, you get interviews with these veterans in the business who are, of course, people of color like Felicia Rashad from The Cosby Show. Oh, I can't say enough good things about it. I saw the first episode on YouTube. See it, Andrew. See it. I'm going to. I have to. I need it. Yes. All right. For our viral videos of the week, we're going to hear the reaction from a baby and a mom after a baby pukes in his mom's shoes. For our headlines, you can get paid to smell dog poo. How about that for an enticing thing to here on the podcast listen subscribe follow rate review the anything show with john francois on apple spotify iHeartRadio, google play wherever you get podcasts find us on social at facebook.com slash the anything show and at anything show francois on instagram and tiktok we're also on youtube check us out there uh let's see andrew you know before we get started we have to acknowledge that support from the anything show with john francois coming from oh you know what that music means andrew can you guess? Can you can you guess? Can you guess which sponsor fits that music? Disctopia. Ah, yes, because it's like a, a disco, Disctopia, disco. It's like a yeah, it kind of relates there and for for a second. Anyway, Disctopia, the ultimate podcaster's paradise with more features and flexibility than any other platform. From unlimited storage and uploads to multiple networks, Disctopia has it all. You can upload private or exclusive episodes of your podcast, which they will pay you for. Distribute your podcast anywhere via your RSS feed, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, Amazon, whatever. Uh, they, they will allow you to build a, pro a, a podcast profile page, which will allow you to manage multiple episodes, embeddable episode web player you, you get it all on a secure site let me tell you unlimited downloads from your listeners and unique listener reports is what you get on disctopia web player analytics are all integrated with the best technology analytics all on top of that in case you get trouble you got 24 7 world-class customer support by your side disctopia that is d-i-s-c-t-o-p-i-a check them out if you are looking to start a podcast like me and andrew sounds good andrew Yes, very good. Delicious. Ah, delicious like yogurt. I haven't had yogurt in a long time. I I, I don't know why. I mean, when, when was the last time you had yogurt, Andrew? Um, the last time I had yogurt was never. <laughs> I just am not a fan. That's not a thing. Oh, all right. Well, I guess that's a awkward way to transition to headlines. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Andrew hates yogurt. Wait, what? My lack of yogurt. It's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You know, Andrew hates yogurt. Hey, let's get to headlines. That's 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 the transition of all transitions. All right, uh, let's let's transition to dog poo because that reminds me of yogurt all the time. Uh, if th there's a plant-based dog food company, Andrew, that wants to pay you sixty-five hundred dollars to switch your dog food to theirs for two months, and the the catch is is that you also need to smell the dog's poo and keep a diary on how it changes day by day. Now, Andrew, I know you used to have a dog. If you had a dog on this present day, would you try your dog out on this diet and smell their poo just to get that extra money? I'm perplexed. I want to do it for the money, but then I feel like my dog would be very bougie on an all-plant diet. <laughs> yeah, how, how would your dog sound if he was on a bougie diet? It, my dog would talk just like indubitably. Like different things like that, I'm concerned. I would love it. Rough, rough. Yes. Let me go to Paris Hilton's house. Rough, rough. 
whatever the bougie dogs say. You know, I was all for this, and I sent this to my girlfriend, Tony, who, of course, is responsible for, like, the billions of dogs and cats that we have in our house. But uh, being the vet tech that she is, Andrew, she was smart in saying that um, because uh, dogs do better on a balanced diet, this vegan diet, eh, not worth the time. So, yeah, you can make money, but I guess in the process, we might screw up our dog's digestive system. I just want to know, is the goal to <clears throat> have different smelling poo? Like, do you want your dog's poo to not smell? No, I think it's just uh, the, the the plant food people, the plant dog food people, they just want to see like, hey, like, are dogs pooping healthily uh, after our food? Does it smell the same as, you know, it would smell if the dog eats like regular chicken food or something like that? They, they just want to, they're just curious to see if their food is going to work well with the dog and have them digest it carefully and have it come out just perfectly. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Yep. Hey, uh, plants. We love it when plants get canceled because we're just like, oh, child, I want my slippers, I want my robe, and I want some wine, and I want some Netflix. 71% of people said they actually look forward to plants being canceled just so they can stay in. Uh, 75% uh, just love, have nothing to do. You know, Andrew, I think that uh, instead of just waiting for plants to get canceled and, you know, for us to be, like, relieved and whatnot— I think we should just like be upfront with people. Say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry, Martha. I don't want to go to your arcade party. I just want to stay and I want to stay in my house, sleep and eat pizza and just go to sleep. I can see that. I myself, I like it where I have plans and I would prefer for them to be canceled. Cause like if I didn't have them canceled, then that means I would still go out which means I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And it's like, okay, I had a chance to do it. I did it. I leveled up. It's time to evolve. And then if it gets canceled, it's like, okay, well, at least I put forth the effort, but now I get to relax out. Yeah, you know, I know what you mean, because there's nothing like that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm going to go to the club for the first time. I'm going to be around all these people, yada, yada, yada. And you, you want to do it. You want to do it because you want to get out of your comfort zone. But when it's canceled, it's just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Oh my God, that was such a scary thing, and now I don't really have a like a, a bad excuse because it's canceled. It's out of my control. So I I, I kind of see what you're saying there, Andrew. Yeah, because I mean, if it's not canceled, you're gonna go do it. You'll have a great time. You may have been like, oh, I don't want to go do this, and then who knows? You have a blast. Yeah, and usually nine times out of ten, when you do things that scare you, they turn out to not be as bad as you thought they would be. Very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. 26 items of clothing that never gets worn by the average person. According to a recent survey, 65% of people say they have clothes in their closet that they still have tags on them for. Uh, Andrew, I work in radio. So the fortunate thing about working in radio is that I could dress like crap. I could pretty much go to work in my pajamas with dog and cat hair all over me and still sound on the air like I'm a big professional guy in a three piece suit. What about you, Andrew? What do you have to dress up as for work? So for work, I have to wear scrubs. Um, so I, I got to come in looking pretty clean and presentable because I'll be in people's mouths. But Ooh. I do like not having to worry about clothes. Yeah. And that's kind of like the greatest thing about back in the day when I used to go to uh, when I used to go to a private Christian school, first through fifth grade. 
um, the the uniforms. Now, sure, you could say bad things about uniforms, how everybody blends in together and blah, blah, blah. But like you said, Andrew, I mean, it, it could be stressful trying to figure out the, the new fashionable thing to wear every day. So to just have this like one simple thing that you know you're going to wear at work every day, it just makes your life so much easier. It really does. And then you don't realize you have new clothes. Like I have clothes in my closet. It's like a treasure hunt, just pulling out new things since I never wear them. Yep. Hey, uh, a 38-year-old guy in New York was having trouble breathing, like bad allergies or something. And maybe you you, you kind of know what's going on in this story, Andrew, since you you know are in the medical field. And I think you deal with teeth, right? You, you deal with teeth. I do. Yeah. So a doctor shoved a tiny camera up this guy's nose, and it turned out his so-called bad allergies, not, not bad allergies at all. It, it, it was... It turned out there was an extra tooth growing in this guy's right nostril. Oh. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I wonder what I wonder what tooth it was. I just want to know what tooth it was and where and how it got up there. That's the thing. Well, it's an extra tooth, so I feel like it might not even be connected with all the other teeth in his mouth. It's a possibility it could possibly be just a random gross of calcium that turned into a tooth. There's a condition called hyperdentia that does that. But I just want to know, like, what tooth if it was an actual standard tooth? Yeah. Because, oh, imagine a canine, like, poking through your nose. You'd be like a woolly mammoth with tusk. <laughs> I don't know, man. All I was thinking was was Bigfoot when I heard about this story because, uh, you know, the, the, the this whole idea of a tooth growing out of your nose. I mean, just just thinking about it, feeling it in my in my aura, it just makes me cringe and it makes me feel like my nose is going to fall apart. I don't want to upset your aura and feeling a tooth in your aura. I don't even know how that would feel. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you. Now, here's what's going to upset my aura. Now, if there was a world where Pepsi was actually called Brad's Drink, that would screw up my aura like nobody's business. This is an actual true fun fact, Andrew. Pepsi, before they settled on that name for the soda, they were originally going to call it Brad's Drink. I don't know why. Maybe it was after the creator Brad. <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, they went, they, somehow they went from Brad's Drink to Pepsi Cola a few years later. Now, I think every guy named Brad, uh, if it was actually called Brad's Drink, I think they would have been the luckiest uh, mother effer alive with all the ladies. Hey, here's my drink. I am going to uh, drink you up with my drink. Ew, that's not, that sounds disgusting. I can imagine a guy at a party walking up to a girl with a can of Brad's Drink and like, Hey baby, you want to sip with me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ew! I can imagine that. Ew! Yeah, I, don't I know. just feel. I don't think it would be a sweet drink, though. I don't think it would be like soda. This Brad's drink sounds sour. <laughs> it sounds sour. Sounds a little bit salty. Sounds a little bit sticky. You know, it's it's just it's Brad's drink. You know, it's not Pepsi. It's just Brad. Ugh. Yeah, just Brad's on my lips. <laughs> oh god alright well nocturnals is uh, what we need to talk about so I don't have the image of Brad on my lips nocturnals Andrew I don't know if you know this but if you are in like the mood where you just feel like sleeping all day not dealing with people at all and doing all of your most fun activities at night to avoid society so like you know if you want to run to the grocery store if you want to go to the horse races if you want to fix your 
microphone, whatever you do during the day, if you instead like to do it at night so you avoid any human contact, you're called a nocturnal. Now, I find that hard to believe with you, Andrew, because you seem like a very lovely person that loves people. Oh, I'm sorry. Um... Oh, no, 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 no. You, you hate me? I don't hate you. Not at all. I don't hate you, but I am not a sociable people person when I have to do normal tasks like shopping. I will go to the grocery store at midnight to the 24 hour grocery stores because I love to be alone while I shop. Okay. All right. You know what? Uh, Look, the grocery shopping part of it, I get. You know, there's a certain solitude. There's a certain peacefulness that one needs when they go grocery shopping. Because I think with all the human social activity, like, oh, my God, there's so many people talking and there's there's somebody in my space when I'm trying to get my damn fruit snacks in the fruit snack aisle. Like, I think all of that can be very, very overwhelming. And sometimes, like you said... I mean, I I myself have had many uh, a late night at Price Chopper at like 1130 when I was able to get all my grocery shopping done smoothly, quietly, peacefully, because there just wasn't all that crazy human activity. So, all right, Andrew, I hate people with you. I get it. I don't hate all people, but I dislike a lot of you. Oh, Jesus Christ. And yet and yet you work in a people profession. You work in the medical field. So I feel like people are now thinking that you're going to like kill them when you uh you know, when they're under the knife with you. Oh, I won't do that. That's, that's very, that's, I wear scrubs. I want to keep them clean. Okay. That doesn't sound, that, that, that doesn't make you sound suspect at all. I wear scrubs. I won't kill you at all. Well, I mean, name somebody in a scary movie. who's the scrub killer. Nobody. Mm. Uh, well, didn't Dexter in that TV show, wasn't he, wasn't he a guy who wore scrubs and just killed people for fun? I choose not to believe that that show exists. (laughs) Well, it was a wonderful show. Wonderful show uh, besides everything after season four of the original series. That's just my opinion. All right, Andrew, let's talk about sex. How about that? Um, The adult toy company, Adam and Eve, which I might add, they have crappy lube. So do not get lube from them. I say that because they're not a sponsor. Tony knows this as well. She'll back me up on that. Uh, So they actually asked people to name the best time of day for a little lovin'. Evenings, still the most popular time to get it on. Not everyone agrees with that, though, Andrew, because 20% of Americans, they actually prefer late night lovemaking. Uh, 10% say mornings are best. 8% prefer, you know, a little, uh, little, little, little hanky panky in the in the middle of the day, otherwise known as this, you know. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, God. Yeah, they, they prefer a little afternoon delights. And now, Andrew, I think you said you are an afternoon delight kind of person. I am. You just feel great. You go back to work and you have to face the world after you've done terrible things to another person. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, and I and I imagine the rage that you wish that you got out on the, on the customer, you actually got out in a healthy way, hopefully, to your sexual partner in bed. Yes. I'm consensually with their hands wrapped around my throat. It works. (laughs) Uh, Consensual choking, my favorite activity in the world. Oh my god, yeah. And 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 just and just imagine like all that like aggressive sexual activity done to this song. Skyrockets in flight. Oh my god. 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, Andrew, you seem surprised on Zoom. Yes, uh, uh, yes, yes. One can make those loud choking noises during afternoon delight. <laughs> that really works really well. Does it, is, is that what choking sounds like during sex? I haven't had sex in like 56 years, so I wouldn't know. Well, I mean, if you're being choked in a specific manner, yes. I personally like more of an aggressive, silent choke. It just feels like. Okay. All right. So, so let me see if I get it. If, if I got it. Perfect. Oh, 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 that seems like more throat clearing than than sexual choking, but okay. I, I I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I, I think I'm working on it, Andrew. You've done a good job there. You have done a fantastic job, and I appreciate your efforts. Yes. Well, you know what? Approval from you is like approval from Jesus H Christ, <laughs> or as we like to call him off the air, Daddy Jesus. <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, off the air, uh, I was in the middle of clearing my throat, and Andrew just randomly said, Oh, take me, Daddy Jesus. And I almost choked and died, and we didn't have a show. So thanks, Andrew. Well, Daddy Jesus really brings out the best in people, and he helped. He and did. I, and ironically, I would have joined Daddy Jesus in heaven, like, if, 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 if I actually gave in to my throat choking or throat clearing choking, whatever it was. Right. I imagine Daddy Jesus is an otter, so I feel like you would have had a good, a good time. <laughs> what, what sound does an otter make? Is that what an otter does? That's it. While it's being choked. <laughs> oh, God. We are so dirty. I feel like we shouldn't even do a show anymore. I, I just, oh, God. I, I, I feel like we've reached a new low. We haven't. The we haven't. The low is never there. All right. I, I, I trust you, Andrew. I trust you. Hey, if you have a headline you want to uh, show us, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show. Instagram, TikTok, at Anything Show Francois. John and Andrew here for The Anything Show. Thanks so much for joining us, if you're still with us, because, I don't know, I just feel like me and Andrew, we always find ways to just, just make it X-rated like nobody's business. Uh, Andrew, say something absolutely family-friendly uh, while I search for this viral video music, because I always i always do this man you know what something incredibly family friendly parents you should know that your children can do things like play video games without you trying to associate with them it's their time leave them alone to play their video games wow so that's like family friendly but with a dose of like hard knock life i like that it is. I mean, parents, I get it. You want to hop in, you want to play the games, the Fortnite, but that's your children's world. Let them have fun with it because now you're making it a pain for all of us because your kids are upset. Now we can't beat them in the game because they're taking all the rage on us who want to play for fun. I feel like that's another podcast episode. I like it. All right. Viral <laughs> videos of the week. Thank you for that dialogue, Andrew. I can always count on you. I can always count on you to give me some great improvisation. I, I, I just love it. I love it. You're welcome. <sighs> All right, let's start off with this radio host in England who was in the middle of a show last Friday when he found out that his wife had just gone into labor. Uh, I think he was in the middle of reporting a bad storm. And, you know, uh, he found out, oh, my God, his wife has given birth to her uh, their daughter. And this is basically the reaction that he had on the air. And just pay attention to how proper these people are, because, of course, they're from England. 
Sunny, it doesn't rain, it pours, quite literally, because there's some breaking news in the Rudravadula household. Uh, yes, I've just had a message from a wife saying, uh, hey, I'm having contractions now, and the next. She's uh, nine months and, and five days pregnant now. Uh, so I do have some essential travel to get going on her. Oh, my goodness. Sunny. Oh, right, I'm just trying to think how you must be feeling right now. Excited. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad the weather is okay now. Uh, I can get back all right. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, this guy in the middle of a storm decides, oh, my God, my wife is going into labor. And because she's going into labor while I'm reporting on a storm, let's give her the middle name Storm. That's what he literally did. He gave her the middle name Storm uh, when the wife pulled out the baby from her vagina. Oh, that's so sweet. But I feel like, I mean, wouldn't that like create bad juju? Like, oh, my God, every time, like, Storm uh, walks around, there's a Title Five hurricane or something. That would be even better than if your, your child creates natural disasters. Sold. Yeah. That would be my baby. Like, we will get free vacations everywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Not only does a child carry natural disasters in the house with them throwing baby food and them pooping on the walls, they actually carry natural disasters for the world. So there you go. For that, that That's an ending for you. <sighs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's hear a baby uh, react after he pukes on his mom's shoes. And Surprisingly enough, Andrew, the mom is not that frustrated. Dude, you puke on my shoe. I love it. Now, I got to commend that mom, Andrew, because I would not have that lovely reaction. I would probably I would probably lose my crap. Oh, it's a baby's laugh. That would get me right away. <laughs> but the baby doesn't know how much the shoe costs. OK, what if it's my what if it's your favorite pair of sandals, Andrew? What if it's your favorite pair of Normani Gucci Bargatti's? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to let him, if the baby laughs that cute, I got to let the baby have it. Fine. All right. Now you made me sound like an a-hole. Fine. I'll go with well, you. Well, no. I mean, imagine, John, because, you know, babies are devious. They judge us. They don't talk when they're first born because they're judging us. Yeah. So, like, imagine if the baby stole your car and it laughed like that. You would be <laughs> like, okay, baby, you're fine. <laughs> no, that's different because then my car would, like, veer into uh, the, the bottom of the well somewhere and then I would have to... You know, come up with another $58,000 to buy another car. And then the baby, she's like, <laughs> Daddy, where's my carrots? Where's my, where's my mushed carrots? Where, where's, where's my fruit snacks? Babies don't know responsibility. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're, they're maniacal, Andrew. Don't buy into their cuteness too much or else you're going to be taken advantage of. You're right. It's true. They know what they're doing. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't know what we're doing when we're gambling. We're just irresponsible mofos when we're gambling. And uh, for those of you that are like me and maybe Andrew, Andrew, are you a good gambler or a bad gambler? 
Um, you know what? I played the fruit wheel at the casino and I won. So I'm going to say I'm a professional gambler. All right. Well, this guy says uh, that if you really want to uh, increase your chances of winning big, steer clear of the video lottery terminal type games at the casino. And there's different casinos with different games, but one of the games, which to my surprise is one of the most popular and also has one of the worst odds against you, is the uh, video lottery terminals. So people love them, but they usually have at least a 5% and maybe 10% or even 15% house edge. So they're really not the best game. Now, there are some casino games which have odds which are much better for the player. So for example, of the pure chance games, the game Craps, where you repeatedly roll a pair of dice kind of like these, you have a 49.2929% chance of winning. I don't know, man. I feel like the games that uh, I have the worst chances of winning at, they're the only ones I can understand, like the, the slot machines, like he said. Uh, whereas it seems like the more complicated games are the ones where I'm going to likely win. So my, my head hurts just thinking about this, Andrew. You see, I get confused by all the lights and the bubbles and stuff that happen <laughs> in the video games. So I, I have trouble with those ones, but like Baccarat or something, I can play that and I know I'll win something. Yeah, yeah. We sound like frightened children. Oh my god, I'm confused by the lights and the bubbles and the and the car wrecks and the and the pictures going by. Like I, I can't say all the words and and there's this baby laughing. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, you know we 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 get confused and stressed and and whatnot, and then we have that maniacal baby laughter that's just making everything better. Dude, you puke on your shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thanks, baby. Yeah. I know. I I, I can't play craps for crap. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 baby. Now you're making me cry. You I, I get it, I get it, okay? I lost $5,000 and you lost nothing because you're a baby and you cannot work. I get it. I get it. All right, Andrew. Uh, last video before we get into some titty talk. More on that later. Former NFL player Jake Thineman posts inside videos about the league. In one clip, he... Uh, you know, reveals on TikTok, by the way, that water boys are not as lowly as you think. They actually get paid uh, quite a bit more than me and maybe you. Uh, did, did you see this amount, Andrew? Do you get paid more than that or less than that? So, yeah, they get paid more than me. Okay. Yeah, they get paid more than both of us. So, all righty. Listen to this, because uh, if you thought that Adam Sandler was a dumbass as the water boy, you must be very mistaken. How much do NFL Waterboys get paid? So NFL Waterboys make on average $53,000 per year, plus other perks like gear, travel, and getting to hang out with players. Now there's a misconception that these people just hand out water and towels. And while that's what you see on game day, that's not the whole truth. These are trainers on the athletic training staff. Most of them have athletic training degrees or PT degrees, and they're learning the craft of treating players' injuries and helping guys stay healthy. They tape guys up, provide other treatments before and after games and throughout the week. So look at this more as an apprenticeship to learn the craft instead of just squirting water bottles. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> when Adam Sandler was just saying, in, in his movies, uh, th that, that means that he's uh, computing how much more money he made than you as a water boy. It's very true. I honestly thought that they would be paid more and I feel like they should be paid more. I know it might not be a popular opinion, but 
all of that money that the NFL makes, they should be getting more than fifty three thousand a year. And I think, like when you when you see those iconic scenes of the coach getting like sprayed on with Gatorade to celebrate the team's big Super Bowl win, I think a lot of that falls on the Water Boys' shoulders. So I think I agree with you on that, Andrew. Yeah, it's a huge responsibility, and I can't even imagine these Water Boys if they're going around with the team. Even though, yes, it's profession, I imagine that they're a lot younger. So they've got to be like getting tons of girls. So we need to make sure they have the money to afford the children that they may have. Yeah. Young water boy again. Lots of girls. That sounds like a porn I never watched yet. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Young water boy by the pool. Wait, oh, I boy. brought your case of water. Uh, wait, what did you say? I brought your case of water? Like, ma'am, I brought your case of water. And she'll respond, that's not Dasani. <laughs> That's not Dasani. That's uh, penis Ani. Penis, <laughs> pe- penis Ani. Yeah, the drink that you don't want to drink because it's, it tastes rubbery. Reference our last week's episode, just you know, so, so you know what me and Andrew are talking about. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a viral video, let us know. Facebook.com/slash the Anything Show, Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. All right, Andrew, uh, before we get out of here so we could uh, have that conversation with DJ Jazzy Jeff and Joe Morton and Tracy Moore from the wonderful Crackle series inside the black box. Um, you know, Andrew, I, uh, I, I think we're going to post this on our socials. Not only are we posting a picture of your very trippy Trix yogurt looking Scooby-Doo stuffed animal, but we're also going to post a pic of my T-shirt that my wonderful girlfriend Tony gave me as a gift not too long ago, because I think, I think some time ago, Andrew, I made a joke and said, hey, that ain't, I I don't know. I I think I was referring to her chest area and uh, maybe like a friend of hers was, you know, uh, looking at her chest area after I had done some work on it because, you know, we had a night of passion. And maybe the friend said like, that that ain't ice cream, that's titties. And literally, uh, as I, I think I said in response, Wow, if that isn't on a t-shirt, I don't know what life is anymore. And literally, I have a shirt now as a gift that says, they ain't ice cream, they titties. And Andrew, I show you a picture of that, and you were just, uh, you, I think you almost worshipped me. It, you know, it was a beautiful shirt. It is a beautiful shirt. I think I peed on myself. <laughs> Ew. Clean it up, Andrew. Clean it up. God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry. That's what I've got my panties on for. Uh, th- thank th- uh, your your panties from Perky's, by the way. Oh, l- nice tie-in. So Perky's, I mean, they're mainly known as like the sticky bra of sticky bras. They're the only sticky bra on the market with replacement adhesives. Clean, confident, comfortable. We got to shout out our young 25-year-old founder, Rosie, for uh, saying to herself, you know what? I've had enough crappy experiences with sticky bras. I'm going to create a better one for those events like cocktail parties, date nights, weddings, you name it. Perky's is there. Uh, And Perky's, uh, they got the sticky bra. They got the panties that Andrew mentioned. Uh, Andrew, I think you got something nipple-related from Perky's in the mail. Is, Is that what you said? Yes, I have their nipple protectors or actual nipple shields that help prevent chafing of your nipples. Now, break that down for me. So uh, if you wear other kinds of nipple shades or nipple protection things, you're going to have really shaped up nipples? Well, it's not really to shape your nipple. It's kind of to protect it because 
Imagine your shirt rubbing across your nipple all day long. Ew. And that feeling of friction, this prevents that friction. Okay, all right, there you go. And, and you've tried it and it's been fabulous so far? Yes, I put on two of them when I'm, well, one for each nipple. I didn't need two for one nipple, but I put them on. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what <laughs> I went to the gym and my nipples did not hurt. They yeah. didn't shave. Oh my God. I was going to say for a second, I was like, Lordy Jesus, that's some big ass nipples if you have two of those things for one nipple. My nipples go down to my belly button. <laughs> saggy, saggy nipples. <laughs> uh, great name for a band, saggy nipples. Alrighty, perkies.com, P-E-R-K-I-E-S.com. If you have an event coming up, like I said, a wedding, cocktail party, date night, and you need a sticky bra, because, you know, it's going to look ridiculous if you have, like, that strapless dress and you have, like, the strapped bra. Like, it's going to look weird, Andrew. I don't think I would want to see anybody with that. No, you would get red for filth if you came to a gay event dress with your bra straps out. Exactly. So stop it with those non-traditional, uh, stop it with the traditional bras. Uh, wear the perfect non-traditional bra that's going to make everybody go, hey, I can't see anything on your shoulders. Perkies. And, it, and it's comfortable, you know? P-E-R-K-I-E-S dot com. Andrew, I hope I gave uh, Rosie and Perkies the, uh, the proper due of respect. You did. You did. Rosie understands and knows that we are men talking about an adhesive material that keeps breasts in a great shape and support. And while we don't have that type of breast tissue, we appreciate taking care of breasts very well. There you go. Andrew, the ultimate spokesperson for anything and everything. This is why you are the best person on the planet. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> Thank you. I mean it. I mean it. I'm not joking. I mean it. You laugh and You're giggle. Welcome. Thank you. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, oh, I guess, yeah, let's let, let's let the music play out. All right, uh, we're going to hear another word from another sponsor, the Hauntings or Unearthly and Paranormal Stories podcast, because, you know, I, I love how all these horror uh, movie or horror audiobook podcast-related people keep joining us as sponsors. Makes me think that we're scary people, Andrew, are we? I think we are. We're a little spooky and kooky. All right, spooky and kooky. I feel like that should be our uh, comedy act name on the road. That's copyrighted, John. We can't do that. We'll get sued. Damn it! Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like that. All right. After a word from the Hauntings, Unearthly, and Paranormal Stories podcast, we'll get to my conversations with DJ Jazzy Jeff about the Bel Air Peacock uh, reboot and the Bel Air podcast itself. Uh, also, Joe Morton and Tracy Moore from the wonderful Crackle series Inside the Black Box. Andrew, always a pleasure. I shall see you next time. See you next time. Yes. Welcome to the haunting, unearthly, and paranormal stories podcast. Each week will be a different event, whether paranormal or some other strange and unexplained happening. Maybe even a haunting located near you will be examined and relayed to you. These events and stories are based on events have been given to us by the people who experience these events in their own lives. These stories will take you to the depths of fear and back again. You will learn of places haunted by spectrals and other shadows. You will learn about ghost investigations, the demonic happenings and possible possessions Dream homes taken over by paranormal or supernatural events. 
Within all these stories, you will question yourself and locations you have been to. Those times you caught movement out of the corner of your eye. Or thought you did. <laughs> you may just learn that it likely was some spirit from another plane of existence trying to get your attention. You may start questioning different locations you currently visit and begin to wonder if those slight noises that you are hearing are truly the building settling or someone from a past life walking down the hallway toward you. These weekly journeys we take together will lead us down deserted roads, into the deep and dark forests, and through the doors of buildings we should not enter. Pull up a chair and join me as we take a step into the unknown, here on The Haunting, Unearthly, and Paranormal Stories Podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at hupspodcast at yahoo.com or contact us through our website, http colon forward slash forward slash hupspodcast.com. Just remember, believe those that you choose or believe in none. It is your choice. Hey Jazz, how you doing? I'm I'm beautiful. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I mean, uh, this is a dream come true as somebody who's grown up with you and and Will Smith and of course the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the sitcom itself. Uh, you know, obviously it's you know big that we're rebooting it dramatically through this uh, Bel Air series on Peacock. And I guess I want to start off with this: like, what made someone? look at the original sitcom that you were a part of and say okay like we need to like turn this into a dramatic series that speaks to today like maybe some are wondering why not just leave it at the sitcom itself or at the reunion special that you guys did um you know what i don't know what was in um his mind when he pieced this together but i think it was genius like to even just reimagine uh something that was done before in a totally different way and then take it upon himself to kind of create the uh you know to create the example and present it in a way for people to say oh my god that was that was genius um that's what i felt when i saw the trailer you know initially i would have never in a million years thought about this being reimagined let alone be reimagined as a a dramatic series but the trailer was so captivating that you were just kind of like i need to see what happens next yeah yeah and, and i and i know uh, you expressed your enthusiasm and uh, the first episode i caught of the the bel-air podcast the, the the podcast that talks about the the show and uh how did you feel about your uh your portrayal of jazz or or this portrayal of jazz in the current Bel Air series, how, how, how did you find it compared to what you did on the on the sitcom? Well, you know, I think I just look at it like someone picked the Fresh Prince of Bel Air up in the 90s and moved it to 2022 as a dramatic series. Mm -hmm. So um, I think the translation between the two 
was done perfectly in my eyes. This was the perfect Uncle Phil. This was the perfect Aunt Vid. This was the perfect Will and the perfect Jazz. Because if you imagine what Jazz, Hillary, or any of those other characters would be in 2022 in a real life drama series, this would be it. Wow. And I wonder, because of course, cancel culture is like a big thing. I mean, is, are there certain things that maybe were featured on the original 90s sitcom that you couldn't do so much today with this current dramatic Bel Air series? Any subjects or any jokes that could not be talked about today? Um, not, not that I can come up with off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, you have to pay a little bit more attention today and the way that things are presented. Um, so I don't know. I think I think you could go down the list of every old TV show and and pick some things that might not be deemed as socially acceptable today, you know, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I, I'm wondering if you uh, get approached by fans of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air who are looking at this reboot on Peacock and they're just like, huh, like th this seemed just very strange and weird and just out of the blue. <laughs> like, what would you say to those uh, fans that are maybe hesitant to dive into this new experience? Well, you know what I've realized, especially being a music producer, there's a thing called demo-itis that we get used to, that once we hear the way a song sounds, we don't want it better. We don't want it fixed. We want it exactly how we know it. And it takes a second before people can digest it. I think there are people that will automatically have demo-itis on anything that's redone because people are kind of like, you know, I hear this all the time in the music world, don't touch that song. You know, no one wants to do a reimagining of a, 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 a classic piece of work. So you're always gonna get people that were kind of like, oh no, it's nothing like the original. You know, there are people out there that really want the old cast and crew to get back together and do the exact same thing that was done in the past. And this is absolutely not it. Um, this is same storyline, you know, same characters just presented in a real life situation. Yeah. And, and if I'm not mistaken, based on what I've heard from uh, the first episode of the, the Bel Air podcast, uh, this reboot is based on the, uh, the sort of viral short film, uh, because, and I remember this when, you know, you look up on YouTube and it's like, oh, what if uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was yeah. traumatized? Like, like let, let's see what that looks like. And can, can you tell the story of how that was discovered by, uh, you know, the man himself, Will Smith? Um, well, it was funny. Um, you know, they, uh, 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 Morgan did a trailer. You know, he just came up with the idea of, I want to present a trailer of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a dramatic series. And he filmed it. He got everyone together, the actors. You know, he was an inspiring filmmaker. Um, in Kansas City and basically filmed this, put it together and posted it on YouTube. And within 30 hours, he got a message from Will saying, this is incredible and I wanna meet with you, um, which I think is great. You know, I really love the fact that when people take creativity in their own hands, and present it because that's how we find all of the new things and the new ideas and and total spins on certain things that maybe more established people wouldn't take the chance of doing you know someone who had 
you know, I don't want to say he had no experience, but someone who had no Hollywood or film experience decided to create what he thought could be an interesting twist, you know, on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he 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 filmed it and he posted it. And I, you know, I every time I see him, I applaud him. Um, and I really think that you're going to get a lot of people that are going to start taking chances like that. Yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, along with this uh, Bel Air series that uh, we, we, you can currently stream weekly on Peacock, uh, I've got to ask about your DJ career in the midst of this two year mess that we've been calling the COVID-19 pandemic, because uh, I think pre-pandemic, you went from touring around the world as usual and then yeah. all but in the pandemic hit and now like most DJs, you have to, you know, take all of your talents and confine it into like a safe isolating space and present <laughs> it fine. So I, t- tell me what that transition has been like, because I'm sure it wasn't easy. Um, no, it, well, when you, when you look at the reasoning, you know, because of the pandemic, none of it was easy, um, but it was absolutely necessary. Um, you know, I was one of the first initial group of people to get sick um, when all of this first started. And it really put a lot of things in perspective for me. I knew that we were going to be here for quite some time, you know, on how sick I was and how this was spreading all over the globe. Like we've never seen this. You know, we've had issues, you know, in the States. I've been to places overseas that had issues. I've never been to uh, in a situation that I've seen a global issue. Um, so because I knew we were going to be here, I really started playing music online for my own peace of mind. You know, I needed to, to, to connect with people. I needed to play music. This is what I was used to. This was a very strange time and I needed some level of comfort. Um, the thing that I didn't realize is you start playing music and you look up and you realize that you're playing for 40,000 people. And you're like, oh, my God, like I'm playing for more people than I would ever play for in person um, because everyone needed something. Everyone needed some level of, you know, change that the music started, you know, kind of really took us there. So, you know, that turned into, you know, that that turned into a really, really big thing that, you know, I'm playing music every week for uh, uh, God knows how many people and people are loving it and enjoying it. So, and I don't think this is ever going away. I think we're going to start to get into a hybrid situation between people playing online and people playing in person. Thank you, man, for, for being on the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate it too. Hey, Joe and Tracy, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. Hey, I, I caught the first episode of Inside the Black Box uh, last night on YouTube, and I got to say, it was uh, such an amazing experience. I mean, I, I would say it's like the the black version of Inside the Actor Studio, but on steroids. I mean, you guys, <laughs> yeah, like it, because you guys managed to like mix this uh, acting masterclass vibe where, like, I as the viewer, and you know, this is coming from somebody who you know used to you know do acting back in the day. Like, I felt like I was like eavesdropping on these you know wonderful uh, black actors doing these uh, performance exercises, and then of course you know the other part of it, you have conversations with you know these uh you know legendary veterans like felicia rashad in your first episode 
uh, to give guidance to these young aspiring actors. And I, I just want, I, I just wonder if you guys can take me into like the, the development stages of creating this series, because uh, it's probably the most unique idea that I've seen on television this year. Wow. Um, well, 18 years ago, I found myself having conversations with a lot of my colleagues, um, Black casting directors, directors um, in every creative field in production. And um, we were um, challenged and frustrated with a lot of these, um, in my experience as a casting director, having white directors ask me to ask Black actors to be more ghetto or to be more urban. And that's insulting to a Black actor or a person of color and not knowing what's the outlet to get these stories out there to bring about change because our journeys are filled with obstacles and challenges that other culturally people don't experience. And so um, this idea was soon birthed after that. And then yeah. I, I champion actors all the time. And so to be able to merge the two, to have conversations authentically, heartfelt, and to see Marquand Smith, regardless of the nose, he kept persevering and he kept opening other, finding other avenues to pursue. And then merging with the actors, the new aspiring up and coming actors who are taking these jewels and the experience from Emmy Award winning Joe Morton and myself as a teacher and um, being encouraged, motivated and inspired and, and on this journey. And everyone walks away with what the word that you use, experience. That is what Inside the Black Box is. It's an experience. Absolutely. Uh, Joe, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, what, what's been created is a safe haven for our guests to come into uh, and feel free enough to sort of talk about their experience, not their new television show, not their new book or movie, but their experiences and use that as, if you will, as a kind of magic carpet uh, that we allow them to sort of fly off in any direction that they want to. And then the students who are there get a chance to ask them questions. And so it, what it, what it really does is, you know, this business is difficult enough in terms of will I make it and will it work for me, et cetera, et cetera. So to hear from someone who has been out there for a long time and in terms of what they've gone through uh, certainly opens the door to all I need to do, all I need to do is be patient and persevere, which, is, mm -hmm. which are two very, very difficult things for any artist to sort of hold on to, but no. And so you have to learn to hold on to who and what you are. And I think that's what this show teaches them to do. Yeah. And um, the the actors, uh, the, the young aspiring black actors that are involved in this show, um, I mean, do, do you two give them, you know, personal counsel behind the scenes? Like, for instance, Tracy, you being a, a well-known casting director, I mean, do, do they get like a sort of a leg up in the business because of, you know, their exposure on this show? Well, I think for other people, I know the majority of them and I coach them either privately or I have an ongoing Zoom class that I teach. Um, but an opportunity for casting directors, our job is to find talent for specific projects. And so in this world of the pandemic, you know, we're all everything is on Zoom, but it feels good to have another resource to find actors, you know, your, your traditional way is going through um, 
agents that represent actors and they send you, you know, their client roster, pictures and resumes um, or managers. But to actually see it live, you know, I, I can't even imagine casting directors not using this show um, as a resource to tap into. Um, and we have their handle so people can get access to them as well if they don't have representation. So I think that's great, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I think from the almost the immediate start of the first episode, I uh, I remember those two ladies that uh, did that, um, that sort of uh, improv performance exercise where they were playing what seemed to be, you know, sisters and one of right. them was like struggling with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you saw their handles. You saw that, you know, hey, just in case, you know, a casting director out there wants to be interested in them, they could seek them out through social media, which is yeah. uh obviously the way we communicate nowadays. Plus, um, plus there are all the cold openings. There are the two actors at the very top of the show who sort of introduce themselves, talk about why they want to be actors and you see their right. names and their, their handles. So there's opportunity after opportunity on the show for all of these young students to sort of be seen on camera in one way, shape or form. Yeah. Now, uh, th- th- this might be my last question here. I-, I-, I was looking at this show and I was saying to myself, man, I wish there was this kind of show back when I was in high school because uh, <laughs> high school I was involved in acting classes, theatrical productions. And this is in my hometown of West Hartford, Connecticut. I was probably the only black student who had a regular presence in that theater department. Mm-hmm. And- Kind of felt like, oh my God, like, is this what my people do? Is this an. <laughs> yeah, so, so I guess uh, I, I use that to ask you guys, like, what would you say to, uh, you know, Black viewers of this show who, like, would like to get into acting, but they're like, oh God, I don't know. I mean, there might be limited opportunities, or, you know, it, it, there seems to be, you know, more white than Black and I don't really want to stand out that much. Like, what, what do you say about those hesitant, you know, Black viewers? Um, well, the first thing that I would say to you is silence the noise, because that's a lot of noise going in your on in your head that's going to prevent you from moving forward in your career. So you don't know. Um, I would say to just comfort you, there are a plethora of opportunities out here for people of color based on all these streaming Netflix, Hulu's, et cetera. So stay in the comfort of knowing there is a role out there for you. What you need to do and what the only control you have is over your talent. You need to train. You need to be prepared because those opportunities are going to come to you. And especially if you're on Inside the Black Box, you are going to be seen. So you don't want that opportunity to present themselves and then you are not ready. So silence the noise and silence the people around you who are discouraging you. I'm not saying disown them. I'm just saying stay within yourself. Find a place in here that soothes your soul and, and lets you know there's something out there. Just keep staying focused on the goal and train. Yeah, well, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Morton and Tracy Moore from the uh, Crackle series Inside the Black Box. Uh, I mean, I've already followed you guys on Instagram through my Anything Show Francois account. So uh, I'm, I'm so happy to you know, keep in touch with you guys that way. And, and how often can we find uh, episodes of the, of the series on Crackle? Well, we, we dropped 10 on the, on the 17th, so there are 10 streaming episodes that you can, that are at your disposal. Crackle is for free, so it's a simple matter of just getting the app on your TV, and then you can watch all 10, or you can watch one a day, one a week, however you want to put it together for yourself. 
And is there a way, to, you know, say for like an upcoming new season, is there a way, you know, uh, people of color can uh, participate in, in the show as, as, you know, actors either watching or, or getting involved in the ex exercises? I believe so. In second season, <laughs> um, we, we need to create um, the website so that actors can come and, you know, put themselves um, on a list to be on the next show. It, I, I think it's just so overwhelming that not only are actors asking, um, you know, aspiring actors asking to be on the show, but our celebrity friends are like, pitching themselves. And I, I said to Jeffrey Wright the other day, I, I ran into him and I said, we want you on the show. <laughs> we we yeah. need you. So he's, you know, he's asking to be on the show. I think that's great. So um, just stay tuned. And I'm sure that, you know, as we approach second season, we'll have information out there. Yeah, I believe okay. we made it onto IMDb. Um, I, th I think I read that somewhere. So uh, if that's true, then obviously you can go on IMDb and get information in terms of the casting agent for the show. Um, or you can just simply watch the show and then take down the information as it's credited at the end of the show. Okay. And I'm definitely looking forward to Jeffrey Wright, if you guys have him on, because, you know, oh, yeah, we got you know yeah, yeah. Because going from, going from when I first saw him on Angels in America, he's been the most versatile, interesting actor for me to see on screen. So. He's amazing. He is amazing. Well, Joe and Tracy, thank you so much for your time. And, and I'll definitely reach out to you guys on uh, Instagram. And, and uh, yeah, keep on going, Mac. I think this is a, a great show that's needed right now. Thank you. Thank you. The Anything Show with John Francois is on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Join us on YouTube, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show, and Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Join Andrew Vandertunt on Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy wherever you get podcasts and on Instagram and TikTok at AJ Vandertunt. <laughs>